0: Well, greetings and welcome to the podcast that we call Time in God's Word, and this is David Carnes, and always great to be with you, and been looking forward to seeing you again. And here we are, coming out of a weekend. But now, as we come back together today, we are in this part of 1 John, where we're walking through a series that we're calling Items of Assurance for the True Believer in Jesus, And this series, it's found in the final section of 1 John, chapter five, starting with verse 13, going to the end of the letter. But up until this point, what we have found that the true believer is assured of, well, we've looked at two items. Number one, eternal life. But then also we've looked at answered prayer. Those two items, the believer's assured of. But now, last week, we began looking at the third item, that the true believer can be assured of, and that is victory over sin. And we continue to look at that now, and we see this in verse 18, of chapter 5. But now, you remember that as we have been looking at this assurance, we brought out the fact that when the Christian has victory over sin, then that results in a life of consistent righteousness. Now, not a life of perfection, but again, a life of consistent righteousness and you remember that after bringing that out we asked a question the question being so how can this be done how can the christian live a life of consistent righteousness i mean this is something that we cannot do on our own that's absolutely impossible and so the to answer that question you remember that we've gone over to chapter three now in first john and we've been pulling the answer out of there and the first two answers we have looked at. The first answer being, well, there's a love for God's Word. If you're a believer in Jesus, you just love being in the Word and following the Word. But then also, there's a love, and we could call it a love for the relationship with God. You're in this relationship with God now, and you want to live for Him. You want to please Him. And so, those are the first two things that we have discovered in regard to, all right, how is it that we can live this life of consistent righteousness? But now today we're looking at the third way or third reason that John gives that allows the believer to live a consistent life of righteousness and it has to do with what the Holy Spirit of God does in the life of the believer. So we're gonna get into this now. And so if you have your Bible, what I'd like for you to do is open it up, turn to 1 John and go to chapter three and verse nine and again, we're going to look and see, okay, what is it that the Holy Spirit does that enables then the true believer in Jesus to live out this life of habitual, consistent righteousness? And so let me walk us through this as we spend time in God's Word. Now here's number three. How in the world can you, how can a believer in Jesus... Live a life of habitual righteousness. How is that possible? Here's number three. The true believer in Jesus has the personal presence of the Holy Spirit. You have the personal presence of the Holy Spirit. Still in chapter three, 1 John, do this for me. Just skip down to verse number nine in the text now and look at it with me. And as we look at this, verse number nine says this. John writes, no one born of God. Now that is a reference to the true believer. That's a reference to the Christian. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Stop right there. Now again, John makes it clear, doesn't he, when he writes the true believer in Jesus is marked out by a life of habitual righteousness. That's what he writes. Notice the word practice. It's a word that speaks of habitual action. That's what the word speaks of. Now, understand, and we say it all the time when we address these kind of topics, but we're not speaking of a life of perfection. That is not what John is writing about here. There are times that the constant life of righteousness in the life of the Christian is indeed interrupted by sin. That happens at times. But again, the Christian's life, it's not characterized habitually by sin. But it's characterized habitually by righteousness. Then you continue to move on in the verse. You notice John then goes on to write this. Look what he writes next. Still in verse 9. For God's seed abides in Him. Stop right there. Now right there, John gives us yet another reason as to why and how the true believer can live out a life of habitual righteousness. You notice that John attributes this in part to what? Or who? God's seed, which abides in the believer, comes down to this. Now with that said, we do ask the question, the question is, what, or better yet, the better word is, who is this a reference to? This mention of God's seed. Let me give you this answer. The answer is, this is the Holy Spirit of God that he's speaking of here. God himself through his spirit within the, uh, in, within the believer, implanted in the believer. And understand, if you're a true follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit of God is implanted in you. That's what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, as he speaks to Christians at the church at Corinth, He writes, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? What a great truth this is, by the way. And so every believer in Jesus is inhabited by God through the Holy Spirit of God. Then with that said, we have to understand that as God's spirit indwells us, this is what he's doing. Or this is what he wants to do. What he wants to do is he wants to actively involve his life in your life. Expressing his life in his character through your life. That's what he wants to do. And understand, but just like a seed sprouts fruit, the Spirit of God within the believer sprouts fruit forth. That's what he does. Specifically, the fruit of the Spirit, the character of God in and throughout the life of the believer that's what he does and with that said then we can ask a question this is a good time for this what is this fruit the fruit of the spirit the characteristics of god that can be expressed through your life well again i can go to the apostle paul galatians chapter 5 verse number 22 just listen to what paul writes here paul writes but the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace patience and kindness goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. that's the character of God. that's the nature of God right there and notice Paul says this is the fruit of the spirit. this is what is revealed in the life of the Christian. why? how? Well I can tell you this because that's in you. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit of God is within you and he's wanting to live all of that out through you. We can know this by the way to be very true. We can know this to be true in that when we are allowing Him to do just that, then we indeed can live a life that is habitually characterized by righteousness. Again, I read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Paul continues to write about all this, and he writes, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. In other words, Paul's saying here, so if you're a true believer in Jesus, then the result's going to be a life of habitual righteousness. There will be the walk. There will be the constant life lived out. That's what he's talking about here. The divine nature of God is just sprouting out through you from the seed, from the Holy Spirit of God. Then also with that said, let me state this, and that is, please understand, and it's something important that we have to understand when we talk about this, and that is the lordship of Jesus in your life. This is a big part of this. And what I mean by that is, you can have the Holy Spirit of God embedded in you, you can have His character in you, and yet if you are not submissive to living for God, if you're not submissive to living for Him, allowing God's character to be lived out through you, then you will not see His character expressed through your life. There's the lordship of Christ. For example, when it's hard to love someone, you cannot suppress God's love just because you don't want to love somebody. You've got to allow for God's love to come out of your life, be passed on to others, even when it might be hard. That's when it comes down to the Lordship of Christ. See your Lord? Are you willing to allow His character to always be lived through your life even when you don't want to? And when you do, though, give in to the lordship of Christ, his character will be expressed on a regular basis out of your life. Popping out of that seed, sprouting. But again, the answer to the question, so how can the true believer in Jesus live out a consistent habitual life of righteousness? The answer in part is the Holy Spirit of God, the seed of God has been implanted within the life of every true believer in Jesus. So, the Holy Spirit of God is involved in the life of the Christian in such a way that the believer is able to live this life of consistent holiness. Again, as the Holy Spirit expresses His character through the life of the believer. Just a wonderful truth for the believer to hold on to. And don't forget the importance, by the way, of lordship in all this, meaning that the believer has to submit to God, submit to God, living His life through your life. But again, just a wonderful truth that's here. Well, one more answer to the question to bring out in all this, the question again, how can the Christian live a life of consistent holiness, righteousness? And we will bring out the final answer to this on Wednesday, next time we come together. So until we do come back together, I pray that your week is blessed, that you live for Jesus, and I look forward to seeing you again as we spend time in God's Word.